All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Tournament Podcast. I am Tom, joined as always by my brothers Marty and Mike. And a uh, quick rundown here for those of you unfamiliar with the Tournament Podcast. At least typically, we take a subject, um, we more or less do a list of the top movies, let's say, the top songs, uh, top athletes, something like that. We then whittle those down to what we think are the top 16, typically, uh, put those into random tournament format, see what the matchups are, decide on who we think is the best, move them on to the next round. We continue to do that until we crown a champion. So that's kind of what we do here at the Tournament Podcast. Um, we also have a veto, and at any time we can use our veto. Uh, if there's a decision made on a winner that we don't like, we can veto them. However, one of the other uh, gentlemen here can also veto a veto. But you can only use it once, so we, we use it cautiously. And honestly, we don't use it much. I think I'm the only one to ever use one uh, to this point. You so, are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so actually Marty and Mike have no idea what the topic is for this podcast. I'm going to try something a little different. So instead of our traditional tournament where we start with 16 or possibly 8 and whittle our way down to a champion, we're going to do what I consider a reverse tournament, and we're going to try to come up with a final four off the top of our heads. So, and this might take some thought. You may have to be, uh, you know, checking Google on your end as well here. But I thought an interesting topic would be, what do you guys think, at least we'll whittle this up to four here, who are the four baddest men to ever walk the face of the earth? And to put this in context, and I think as we always like to try to have some sort of criteria to follow, and this might sound a little bit outlandish, and forgive me if this is you know, a little bit too in your face. But let's say that you have a situation where your life or your family's lives depend on one man coming out victorious in a fight. And we're talking about in an alley, ladies and gentlemen. No holds barred. No weapons. You know, only feet, fists, and everything else. Elbow, headbutts, whatever you could do. Biting. Uh attacking the groin area, all legal here, no holds barred. But if you had that situation and your life depended on it, who would you pick to walk down that alley and fight for you? So I could kind of get us started here, gentlemen, if you'd like, with a few ideas for you to toss around um, or think about. But I'd be interested to know, does anybody immediately pop into your head does anybody come to mind that you think, oh my gosh, well, yeah, this is certainly somebody that I would want to fight for my life? Well, Ooh. is this based on just uh, real life or. Yeah, this error? is real. No, this is real life. This person better have skills. They've got to come out on top or you're, you're dead. Okay, That's so putting it bluntly. Maybe. No, no. Now, there's Man. people from movies. Obviously, with real-life skills. Um, so, certainly, we're going to have some actors, I think, in the mix. But I'd be interested to know if anybody pops into your head immediately. Well, um, 
I know the first one that popped into my head. Always someone that I think of pretty much traditionally as one of the baddest men on the planet is still Mike Tyson. Well, um, Mike was the very first one that I thought of. <laughs> or uh, obviously, you know, 20 plus years ago, but even now for anyone that saw the exhibition that uh, he had with uh, was Roy Jones. Jr. It was, yeah. Tyson, you could tell, could easily knocked him out and hurt him if he wanted to. Now, and I, and I appreciate you bringing up the, kind of that point there. I did mention the baddest man ever. So, yes, I'm talking about these people in, like, the prime of their fiscal conditioning, fighting, if oh. they were a fighter. So, yeah, this is prime. So this would be a Tyson. prime Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, he'd bite your ear off. Bite your nose off, yep. elbow you in the face, punching power through the roof. Um, yeah, he was the first thought I had in terms of walking down that alley. So in terms of doing a backwards tournament and starting or creating a Final Four, and we're going to stick with the Final Four. It won't go any further than that. So once we have these four men or women um, on this Mount Rushmore, so to speak, then um, that's where this will end. So we're just trying to come up with four that we agree on. Um, and we don't have to agree on Mike Tyson in the end, but he just was my original thought as well. I actually did think of him as well. <laughs> so I, I feel like Tyson seems like he's already a unanimous selection. But so a young he... Tyson makes the makes the <laughs> list. A 20, what, 4, 25-year-old Mike. He's going down the alley for us. He's on our Mount Rushmore of the baddest men to ever walk the face of the earth. And that's, what, 25-year-old Mike or whatever? I mean, honestly, even, like, huh, if if you had current, how old is Mike now, like, in his mid to late 50s? He is. If you yep. had 55, 60-year-old Mike in your corner, I actually wouldn't feel too bad about that either, let's nope. be honest. Nope. <laughs> And I'd, I'd love but, uh, to see if maybe we could get Mike Tyson on an episode of the tournament podcast, but that's down the road, so we'll see. And then when you say, uh, so it sounds like we're looking for people that have, because somebody came to mind that uh, this person was actually, well, they were kind of featured in a movie, but it's it's a real character that what a movie was made about, but the person's not really a fighter per se. Not, you know, obviously not like a Mike Tyson or anything like that. They're not a somebody with fighting skills. This individual is a survivalist that survived a shitload. Is this possibly Bear Grylls? Oh, it is. Well, it is not, but you <laughs> are kind of on the right track. I Well, somebody that came to mind was actually Hugh Glass. If you've seen the movie The Revenant. Oh, I have indeed. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because that man was what mauled by a bear and still after being mauled by a bear what he traveled was like like a couple hundred miles or something to get back to civilization after being mauled by a damn grizzly bear yeah and, and i, I was... think yeah well now that is a hell of a hell of a uh, thoughtful addition here um so but let's just put it this way if mike tyson's down that alley now since we just picked him yeah. And let's say he's our the opponent. So we've got to find somebody now to go down this alley to beat Mike Tyson. <clears throat> no holds barred. 25-year-old yeah. Mike is standing at the end of this alley. If your selection doesn't go down there and beat Mike, you're dead. Would you pick that gentleman to go down there and fight Mike? 
Ooh, so yeah, so it sounds like we want to find somebody that has. He fought a bear. Well, yeah, yeah and he, he survived a bear, and yeah. But he can't survive, Still, Mike. He's got to win. He Ugh. he managed to crawl hundreds of miles after being mauled by a bear. But yeah, well, Ooh, well he Hugh has Glass. To win, yeah, so. I mean, well, shout out to Hugh. I mean, obviously, I've seen the movie. I did not know his name, but or the <clears throat> oh, Glass yeah, family. I couldn't remember the name. Just the story, so I actually just looked the name up, but because yeah, that is whew, he was a, he was a badass, but not in the absolutely. Century. Yeah, like you're gonna pick him to represent you in a street brawl, um, or in a pier six, as I believe was it the late great Gordon Sole? I think oh, may have coined that phrase. Pier six, pier six brawl. Yep. Um, oh, man. Um, well, let me throw some some ideas out here um, to, to you guys. Or, or do you oh, have sorry. another one, Marty? I, I do. Oh, uh, nice. Another one that comes to mind for me, and maybe it's two parts fandom, but it's also, well, Foss Rutten. <laughs> and because, A, oh, yes. Foss oh. Rutten was a darn good you know, MMA fighter, I think. Did he do some kickboxing? He did bare knuckle, but he also had a lot of those like videos how to fight in a real life situation. Oh, oh how to fight? Didn't he make one on how to kill a man? He he may have, but I mean, <clears> Boss <throat> Bruce was literally a walking weapon. Yeah, Boss is is actually he wasn't on my kind of just list of guys that I scratched down that um, you know I thought would be at least people to talk about um but that is a hell of an addition and i can't argue with boss i mean one, <laughs> if if you are unfamiliar with boss rootin and you're listening to this or maybe you just know oh yeah he was a ufc fighter and mma fighter in general at some point there is a video i think it's from that uh, old show called the best damn sports show period or something where he describes a altercation that he had with uh, former Chicago Bear linebacker Brian Erlacher. It is hilarious. I love that story. So if, if you're not familiar with him, please finish our podcast first, but then go and, and find that video and, and listen to Boss. <laughs> it's great. <clears throat> I will be honest, though, Marty. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> for some reason. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> like Ric Flair. Man, would that have been amazing. Now, Just Rick Wood, I mean, a prime Rick Flair, 245 pounds oh, ripped. Yeah. I mean, his knife-edge chops, he could at least take flesh oh, yeah. off of men's chests, but I don't know if it would stop him. Well, he could lock somebody in a figure four in the middle of an alley. Oh. I don't know if that would do it. Well, yeah, um, I've been in the figure four for real. Wow. I mean, it real, if you could get it on somebody, I mean, like that MMA clip I sent you guys not too long ago where that guy won with the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you could get the figure four on somebody, but if you could, ooh, wow, it, it it hurts. I think there's an easy escape to it, but if you didn't know what you were doing, wow. Another person that kind of comes to mind, obviously there'd be a bit of a size difference between Mike and this individual, but honestly, somebody like Bruce, like Bruce Lee. I did have Bruce on his, the list. The speed, the... Uh, Obviously, the skill level, I mean, it's going to be different than, like, Tyson's just out there throwing bombs at people. 
but just the speed and the elusiveness of Bruce. Yeah, the conditioning. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, speed equals power. So even with his smaller frame, um, I did have Bruce certainly in my initial thinking, and I had Bruce's counterpart in some people's eyes. Yes. Um, uh, Mr. Say. Chuck Norris in his prime. Yes. I mean, Damn by it. a lot of people, the baddest man still on the planet to this day. Um, so I don't know what we'd think about Chuck. I do love Chuck. I was hoping it was either going to be Chuck or Jim Kelly. Well, what about <laughs> if it was Chuck against Bruce Lee? Which one would we rather uh, have good on that alley for us? Uh, Mike Tyson yeah, or Boss Rutten is standing down there. Who are we sending uh, in? Bruce or Chuck? Bruce or Chuck? Man, it's tough because Bruce, at least for a period of time, I know Bruce trained Chuck. And then you also have the, I don't know what the size difference is between Bruce and Chuck, but just by glance, you know, it appears that Chuck is substantially uh, larger than Bruce was. So, I mean, you're going to have similar skill with you know, obviously the additional size. So just my gut says Chuck, but yeah. oh, man, and this is like one of our normal gut. tournament podcast. Cause my initial gut would just be Bruce. Cause I think he was just uh, he literally was the, the pinnacle of martial arts in terms of like a point karate, you know, the, the limited karate rules type. And I know he wasn't karate, but I'm just saying, you know, Jeet Kundo, whatever his, you know his, yep. his art was um, the technical name. Um, I would initially just go with Bruce, even with a smaller stature, because the speed was so tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine. I mean, at the end of the day, again, you couldn't go wrong either way. But yeah, I, I agree. There's not a lot of footage of, of any actual real physical encounters. I think there is like an exhibition that was captured with um, Bruce Lee in it that demonstrates, yeah, his insane speed and quickness. But Well, let me um, kind of jump on one here. Let me throw this out just to get your guys' thoughts. Please say Bob Sapp. And let me, yeah, it's not going to be oh, Bob Sapp. Oh, no, this is, this is well, baddest, man. Oh, well, visually, having him walk down the alley would be good. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to get a little more data on this gentleman. He's still alive. He's 53. There was a Russian Olympic wrestler by the name of Alexander Karelin, who, if you just watch video clips and just look at still <clears throat> photos of this, and I'm going to beep this out, this fucking monster. <laughs> he was a 287-pound, three beast. And... I'm trying to see if, like, his his record, can I get his whole record? I know he was that Rulon Gardner beat him, I think, in his last Olympic Games, which was in 2000 in Sydney. And that was kind of a big deal. And you talk about a difference in bodies. I mean, this Russian, the Russian King Kong or the Russian Bear, I think, were some of his nicknames, was a shredded guy. And Rulon was a bag of milk, as Marty has said, but... Trying to find this guy. I mean, his <laughs> wrestling skills, and we know how devastating wrestling is in real life. Um, and in terms of an MMA base, I think wrestling's probably your most important, in my uneducated opinion. Ooh. 
And this guy, I think, may have only lost once in his damn Olympic career. And that was his very last match. I mean, he got, I mean, just looking at the, I mean, the, Jesus. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's won gold. I mean, you're talking about just the Olympics. He won gold in 88, 92, 96, and then he got the silver when he fought Rulon Gardner. Um, And then in the world championships, he won gold in 89, 90, 91, 93, 94, 95, 97, 98, 99. So I could go on and on with this guy's accomplishments. But I think with that strength, that 287-pound frame had to have 5% body fat. Um, he would be just devastating to have down that alley because he could just control you and beat the, well, we'll beep this out too, beat the shit out of you. Well, then on that kind of same path then, how about somebody, whether it be like a prime Brock Lesnar or Ooh. even like Francis Ngano. Uh Both of those gentlemen are on my initial list here. Because let's be honest, both of them, not only, you know, in a just a, you know, brawl you know either one of them especially francis though with the bombs he throws um you know i know of course lesnar's ufc career after his uh his medical condition you know kind of wasn't the same but i mean if you're just in there in a in a battle and you need somebody to back you up i mean i would still feel more than comfortable having Brock Lesnar out there with me. I would too, and I'd probably lean to that prime UFC heavyweight champion Brock over Francis only because of that wrestling ability. And that was the first thing I thought of. That's why I thought of Brock, because you're talking about the wrestling, and and yeah, I know Brock was a... But Brock's an NCAA wrestling champion. I mean, this guy that I'm talking about was the size of Brock. Yeah, but yeah. multiple-time Olympic gold medal winner. I mean, this wasn't Minnesota, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. This Corellan guy is just yeah. an absolute savage. So it says I key would offer because yeah. In addition, obviously Brock was a you know like you said a legitimate wrestler, a beast. Obviously was a hell of a, a UFC champion, or at least until the you know the illness more or less derailed his career. But then you also, of course, have that size. Yeah. Which adds the intimidation. That's why I also thought of Francis, because Francis, you know, obviously has that knockout power and that size. That if you see somebody that's what like six, what does it say? I think Francis is six four, basically two fifty, just cut out of granite. Honestly, if I see somebody coming at me like that, I'm running the other way. Yeah, I think well. Francis <clears throat> barely makes the two sixty five limit. I think he has to cut. So yeah, he probably fights at two. 80, I would think, um, 275. But let, let me just say this here. Just take it from the perspective, again, of Mike Tyson's down that alley waiting. Would you rather send in Brock or Francis? <sighs> probably, yeah, probably the prime. Well, then again, though, I mean, I guess, because if you have, well, if you have Mike and Francis, you're just going to have two guys just, trying to knock each other out but at least yeah with brock you have the knockout you also have the wrestling so i guess just overall skill i guess i would go with brock myself marty what do you think about that i would agree with that too out of uh, francis and, and just again like you guys said with the you know the the wrestling <clears throat> skill i think you know 
I, I would go with that. Um, you know, one good clean shot from either of them, you're going to go down. Or if they're fighting each other, <clears throat> you know, one clean shot, the other's going to go down, I would think, especially I don't oh, know yeah. the rock hit a chin. No gloves or anything. I mean, this is just no yeah. holds barred, so... Right now, I have a list here where I could keep throwing out some names just to keep the discussion flowing, but Marty, do you have anybody else that comes to mind? Well, when you guys were talking about like Olympic wrestlers before and stuff, I was going to say I do know of an Olympic wrestler that won gold with a broken freaking neck. Oh, oh I thought of him too, actually. Yeah, yeah that's a good call. Yeah, so... And I know he was going to go, well, at least had discussions with Dana White to enter the UFC. And, and I think he was actually going to, but he wanted a training camp and the UFC wanted him to jump in pretty quickly. And that kind of dissolved the whole opportunity. Oh, Dana, so you're saying Dana was trying to set poor Kurt up for failure? Well, I don't know about that because <laughs> I think they'd want him to win and, you know, kind of groom yeah. a new star. But... Um, yeah, they that would have been interesting. Tem- put him in with a tomato can then, <laughs> essentially. So yeah. let let me then ask, because we want to whittle this down to our Mount Rushmore of the baddest men to ever walk God's green earth. So just because of like styles, if we have Alexander Karelin, Brock Lesnar, and Kurt Angle, who would we pick of those three, do you think? Oh. <sighs> I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm not as familiar with the, the third guy. Obviously, you know, yeah. familiar with Brock and, and out of Brock and Kurt, I, you know, you would go Brock, I would think. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, based on what I'm hearing about this other gentleman, if he's, you know, not just collegiate like Brock was, but but then, of course, Brock has the UFC background, too, which it sounds like this guy probably could have if he saw fit. But huh, what's his name? Alexander Karelin. Karelin? I mean, I guess based on what I'm hearing, it'd have to be Alexander. Uh, was it Karelin? Yeah. Yep. Karelin uh, yeah. DeVille, I think. <clears throat> There's um, one name I, I just noticed we didn't name, though. Yep. Just to throw it out there. If, if we're talking badasses, don't forget there is a badass <laughs> oh, in New no. York City. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> that, we yep. did, that we didn't mention the New York City badass Phil Baroni. Yep. Just to throw is he on your list? Uh, <laughs> Phil, who I've got a actually a very <laughs> deep fondness for Phil Baroni because uh, years and years ago, um, I've done a lot of stuff online, one little venture or hobby after another, but. Uh, years ago, I mean, maybe 10 years ago, um, it might have even been longer, I kind of had an MMA website, and I actually had a, uh, was able to interview Phil Baroni. It, it was through oh, email, nice. but uh, yeah, he was kind enough to respond to all my questions, and yeah, really cool guy, and and he is a badass, but yeah. whew, uh, I mean, not a technical style for Phil, I mean, really kind of a wild brawler, entertaining as all get out. Oh, that he is. I love Phil Baroni. I don't know if he could make this list. Um, <clears throat> but he, he could beat anybody on this list. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> he, I don't know. Not, <laughs> not, not amongst this class. I'm though. worried to say anything negative. Like Phil Baroni might 
find me, so. (laughs) I'm sure you'd knock him out, but yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't want to have to deal with that. Well, Phil, that could be an episode of Tournament Podcast. We could, I think it's down in Virginia, we could do street beefs. I could take on Phil Baroni. <laughs> Man, would that be neat? Uh, poor Phil. Uh, let's see. Okay, so so we've got. So is Lesnar out then? Are we doing Alexander? I, I would. I mean, we can leave him on there for the time being. But yeah, I would say go ahead and and, um, you know, I mean, I think right now the or at least from kind of what I'm gathering is that. The two that we're going to put on there, absolutely for sure, are a prime Mike Tyson and a prime Andrew Corellan. I like Boss. I think he might wind up being on there. Bruce might get kicked just because of the size. Um, And then Brock Lesnar, again. I mean, could Brock Brock beat a prime Mike Tyson? Well, with that wrestling, I I think he'd have a shot. Oh, yeah. And I, I did just look up some images of Alexander Relin. My God. Oh, he's a, Who's he's this? A, he is a Russian bear. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, he is. He's, at least in these some of these pictures, he was put together. So I'm sorry, Brock. You may be out. Yep, this man go. is a beast physically. Apparently, he's got the background. Uh, and I don't even know what made <clears throat> me think of him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I did, and I looked him up, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this guy is... He's deserving of the Mount Rushmore spot. He may not get it in the end, and we're about, uh, maybe with a few edits, we're nearing that 25-minute mark. Um, So I wanted to try to keep this a little quicker uh, than our normal, what we've been doing lately is an hour to an hour and a half. Heck, our one podcast was nearly two hours, so I was hoping to shorten this up a bit. So actually, before I try to throw out another name here, is there anybody else that came to mind from either one of you? Oh, well, for me, not anyone specific, but there are so many "quote unquote" bad men out there that we'll never know. Like um, exactly, like the SEAL, you know, the Navy SEAL, yeah. some of these high-level no. military guys that literally are trained to kill people, no. and we're never going to know their names. And, and the interesting thing about these types of men is they never talk about it. You'll never know. Oh, we know of at least one Navy SEAL who could be on this list. Oh, that's true. Well, and he actually is on my initial list um, oh, of names that we were going to we were going to discuss. So <laughs> I hope so. I hope. And I think he's the Holland. only man to ever like literally become a Navy SEAL twice. Oh, are you wait? Well. What was Jesse the body? Wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a seal. High ranking. Yeah, he was a seal. I was thinking of Goggins. David Goggins. David hmm. Goggins. Um, I've heard that name before. Oh but... well, all right. Well, never mind. If you guys aren't familiar with Goggins, but yeah, he <laughs> he's an inspirational story, and I mean, he is the definition of a badass. There's no doubt about that. Um, let, let me throw, I'm going to make at least Marty's day here, probably Mike's too. I'm going to throw out a name here that I think you guys make. Oh my God, I didn't think of this and I'm not kidding. Well, I'm going to throw two names out. The first name I'm kind of kidding about, but the second one I'm not, uh, from pro wrestling, Scott Steiner 
<laughs> yeah. And the second name that I think you guys will agree with, Haku. Oh. oh because that's I've heard actually... stories about Haku in real life situations where eight men couldn't handle him and he was like biting people's noses off and just, I mean, and he had to be, what, a 300 pound oh, put yeah. together just nightmare of a man. Yeah, he, yeah, he, somebody disrespected the, the, I believe the pro wrestling industry and he proceeded to you know, bite the man's nose off in a bar. And then let's not forget the story of Haku being maced by, was it multiple cops and he had his mouth open just eating the mace? Yeah. I mean, he said, like absolute... it was goddamn Banaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, uh, you know, just a true life, I mean, a real badass. So I, I thought to myself, he might make this Mount Rushmore because uh, of his size, his ability to just absorb ooh. pain and enjoy it. And obviously, talk about Mike Tyson biting off ears. Haku is the, I don't think he would care to bite off any part of anyone's anatomy. <laughs> oh, no, they've, they've hurt our day. I've heard stories told on various wrestling podcasts about how nice of a guy he was. He would go above and beyond, uh, you know, help people. So it sounds like he was a very, very nice, you know, friendly guy. But I guess if you disrespected him or family, friends, or the industry as a whole, then, whew, well, you got your face bitten off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... uh. Yeah. So I Scott mean, Steiner, I, I was kidding about. I mean, just because he was known to be kind of a, oh, I don't know what oh. kind of real badass Scott Steiner. I mean, he certainly was put together. I think he had a lot of roid rage. Yeah. That can yeah. also gas you out quickly as well. Um, but um, just looking at him and his personality from all the stories I've heard, he, you know, <laughs> certainly didn't mind starting a fight. I don't know how he was at finishing them. I, um, but, I mean, Haku, though, in, in real life, just seemed like whew, him and or the Barbarian, in terms of pro oh, yeah. wrestling, seemed like guys that yeah. really could, could handle themselves. So, With all due respect to you, Scott Steiner, so please don't look us up. And if you're yeah. in the Ackworth, Georgia area, visit Shoney's. <laughs> A little shout-out to Scott there. Um, so in terms of my... the in, Well... Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw out the names I scratched down here. There's not too many more. Let's see if we can maybe whittle this down to our final four. I didn't have Fedor Emelianenko on the list, but his brother was like a hitman for the mafia in Russia. And his brother, just in terms of visual, I mean, you talk about being intimidated, he'd put a second thought in your head. I mean, this guy is a... An enormous, like a six-six, tattooed from head to toe. I mean, badass. I mean, he's, you know, wasn't a championship fighter, but certainly a an accomplished fighter and can handle himself. And God knows what he did <laughs> outside My the God. ring. Um, I also had John Jones. I had Evander, the real deal, Holyfield. I had Kimbo Slice. Uh, I had nice. Sho Kasugi. And I also had the Iraqi assassin. Do either one of you know who the Iraqi assassin is? 
Is this a real person or was this oh, no, a it's wrestling a, gimmick? No, it's a real person. Okay, the way that name sounds like it would be a gimmick. <laughs> the Iraqi assassin. The Iraqi assassin is a, uh, as I mentioned before, street beefs. He is a backyard oh, oh, fighter, okay. uh, kind of like Kimba was, a smaller guy, uh, but very skilled. Um, I don't know if you put him down there against Mike or Boss. I don't think he'd have a chance, or Alexander Karelin, but I thought I'd throw the name out. So, with all that being said, and we have some names that I've written down here, at least in terms of three, if we can get to four, that's great. Who would you think should definitely make this list? Who would make our Mount Rushmore? Boy, <clears throat> out of like the names just um, discussed, um, we have Tyson is a definite, right? Okay, yeah, I'd like Tyson yeah, to definitely make it. It seems like Relin up there. I mean, I don't know much <laughs> about him, but I looked him up too. And <laughs> just, yeah, just by the pictures of him, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I yeah, you can put him on. I feel like Tyson seems like he was unanimous, and I feel like this whole, you know, the whole time we've been recording, everybody's been, if you had to go down an alley and, and go face-to-face with Mike Tyson, yeah. this person had to go face-to-face with Mike Tyson, so obviously Mike has to be on here. He's like the standard bearer at this point. Yeah, so. I just thought that would be a good way to kind of, our criteria would be to use Mike, so we who can would have a Mike chance. And, so I think the wrestler would have a chance. So yeah. we can agree that Alexander Karelin and Mike Tyson, so we have the United States of America and Russia being represented on our list here. Um, we discussed Brock. A boss, I think, is a true candidate. Bruce Lee. Um, probably the next name that was of interest would be Haku. I don't know if any of the other... I mean, a prime John Jones. I mean... Oh yeah, certainly. You know, I, I like the, I do like the Haku one just because I mean you got the size. Obviously, if somebody's willing to bite off another man's nose, I mean, he'll do whatever the hell he has to do to win. So he's he's you know, he's obviously a beast. And I said with that size to go with it. The man's eating mace. Yeah, I mean, I I Man, like that. Uh, I don't know how don't Marty know. feels. Mike Tyson, Alexander Karelin, and Haku. And I need to I look mean, up Haku's real name to give him give him yeah, hops. Haku, no argument for me at all. I'm Haku or, or or Ming, however you want to refer to him. Yeah. Man, if Haku finds us because we disrespect him. No, okay, we're his... not disrespecting Haku. No, we're not. We love you, Haku. I guess his real name is Tonga Fafita. Um, so, yeah. Fafita. Tonga. We you. Yuli, no, yes. Uli Uli Fafita. So, you uh, are one of the baddest men on the. Well, we're, I guess really we're saying in the. I mean, of our limited knowledge, yeah. the history of <clears throat> mankind. Congratulations to Haku, or I'm sorry, Mr. Fafita. So we have Absolutely. Fafita, Tyson, Corellan. Who is going to join them on our Mount Rushmore, our final four, our backwards or reverse tournament for the baddest men ever? Boss Rutten, Brock Lesnar, Bruce Lee. We won't forget about Hugh Glass. Hmm. Uh, John Jones. I still think John Jones could be a candidate. 
Yeah. Or even because you mentioned uh, um, the Hitman. Oh, Bret Hart. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He would slap a sharpshooter on somebody. Well, Bill Goldberg, then, in that case, possibly be Uh, in that alley. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a prime Bill. Oh, my God. The size of that man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, He put his fist through. uh, I mean, he was easily breaking out car windows with his fist. I mean, that's not easy. But if they, you said Fedor's brother fought as well, though, professionally. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But I think if, he might still. But if he was also a hitman, I mean, this guy has the, the skills, obviously. I think he's but Alexander. But then, obviously, he's obviously, you know, willing to, huh, he'd be willing to do whatever the hell he had to do to win a fight. Cause, yeah, look I mean, up, if, if, if you have a uh, chance, Alexander Emelianenko, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I mean, If you're a professional hitman, you're obviously going to do whatever the hell you have to do to survive and to win. So it's Yeah, hard he's to argue been in and out too. of Russian prison, I mean, multiple times, I believe. So he's, he's a true badass. Now, you know, the total extent of his skills, and could he hang in there with Corellan or Haku or Mike Tyson, I don't know, but, you know, then his brother could come into the conversation. I mean, him, Fedor in his prime was, I mean, one of the all-time greats. I I still have trouble saying that he's not the greatest heavyweight of all time, Um, but, you know. I think I've seen his brother before, actually, I think, unless I'm thinking of Fedor, because they look very similar facially they look very similar yeah just the tattoos and i know later on the brother grew the big shaggy beard and yeah i think that was why he had one of his stints in prison yeah man all right well so we we i don't want to hit a stalling point here we have mike tyson alexander corellin and uh haku mr fafita are making our list we need one more to join them. So I think we have it down to five, just generally here. I think we might agree that it would be <laughs> Alexander Emelianenko, John Jones, Boss Rutten, Bruce Lee, or Brock Lesnar. So of those five guys, I mean, who would come out on top? I My immediate thought goes to a prime Boss Rutten. But John Jones, I mean, because we we have tangible evidence of his fighting ability, as we do with Boss and Brock. Well, I guess, and Alexander. And Alexander. As far as that goes, yeah. Alexander wasn't to their level, so I'm going to kick him out of the list. Oh, So then it would be, and we'll take Bruce Lee out just because of the size. I know Mike Tyson's not a big guy, but he was 100 pounds heavier than Bruce Lee. So we'll take Bruce out. Boss Rutten, Brock Lesnar, John Jones in their prime. Man, I'm not a fan personally of John Jones as a as a man. As um, you know, um, I, I can't even think of the terms I'm trying to use. I, I'm just not a fan of his character or anything. But so if he's it, fighting for your family, yeah, I mean. He is obviously one of the best, if not the best, heavyweight of all time, too. I mean, my gosh, no one's beaten him. Well, well, that, he that. is on a, he's light heavyweight. I mean, he is heavyweight now. 
Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. in terms of a man walking the streets, he's always heavyweight. I think he's yeah. always been two thirty, two forty-ish, and he just cuts down to two hundred five to fight. But in the, or I mean, he used I, to. The wingspan on him, like you know, the legit wingspan is—it's it, insane. The reach he have on pretty much ninety-nine percent of of people in the world and, and yeah he's dangerous because he's good with his elbows and yeah the kicking he's dirty so he tries to like uh basically invert people's knees so I, i'm kind of leaning towards john jones because yeah, i'm, I'm with you. dirty I, i'm with you marty i'm not a <laughs> yeah obviously not a big fan of him as a as an individual personally but but yeah it is hard to argue with his skills yeah, and I agree with both of you, too. I, yeah, I just think in man. terms of we have true real-world data to work with, and, I mean, there's no denying, you know, regardless of what he's done, you know, it's like Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, you know, it, yeah. what he's done on the field, what John has done in the fight arena. I mean, he is maybe the greatest ever. So to have the greatest ever mixed martial arts fighter not on the list would be a little disingenuous i think of us so can we agree then from the land of boxing on our mount rushmore of the baddest men to ever walk the planet mike tyson in his prime from the world of yeah. wrestling we are going to have alexander Karelin, the russian nightmare whatever you want to call him from the world of mma we will go with a prime john jones and from the world of professional wrestling even though that may not fit with the other three combat sports here, we're going to go with Haku uh, slash Ming or Mr. Fafita, as I will call him. That's kind of cool that all four kind of combat sports, if you will, are represented in this final four. Yeah. It just worked out that way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that list. Oh, me too. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully I can create like a... a kind of a Mount Rushmore graphic, and we'll have that up on the screen, especially if you're watching this on YouTube. I've got a kitten on my lap that is trying to chew my headset cord. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, well, this looks like it's going to be around 40 minutes for this podcast. We appreciate everyone listening. Um, if you have not already done so, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we are extremely small um, and in need of a little help to grow. So subscribing to the channel would be uh, really appreciated. Um, if you have anybody that we missed out, you're like, you got to be kidding me. You guys didn't think of this person? Let us know in the comments. Uh, we try to respond to everything. Do you agree with our list? Do you disagree? So with that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and cut this one off now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Tom with the Tournament Podcast. For Mike and Marty. We will see you soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you.